This regular meeting for June 8, 2022 of the Kirkland Park Board is called the order. Uh, recording Secretary Lee, please call roll. Please say here when I say your name. Board member Amy Impersini. Here. Board member Tammy Cohen. Board member Allison Cunningham. Board member Tessa Hansen. Here. Board member Crystal Thimpson. I'll let her in right now. Board member Rashawn Parikh. Here. Vice Chair Mike Holland. Here. Chair Amanda Judd. Here. And I'll call board member Crystal Thimpson again. Here, sorry. Great, I'm thank you. Him. I just let Tammy in too. And then board member Tammy Cohen. Present. Here she comes. And staff present are Parks and Community Services Director Lynn Zwagstra, Deputy Director John Lloyd, Park Planning and Development Manager Mary Gardaki, Parks Operations Manager Jason Filan, Recreation Manager Sarah Schellenbarger, and Heather Lance Brazil as your recording secretary. Thank you, Heather. Um, and just so everyone knows, Allison uh, is actually graduating tonight. And she said you were trying to join us later this evening after graduation. So. And she's been sick the last couple of months. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Crystal. Welcome. Um, we do have a quorum. Um, so our next item is our land acknowledgement. Chair Mike Holland uh, will now read that for us. Great. Thank you. We acknowledge that the Southern Salish Sea region lies on the unceded and ancestral land of the Coast Salish peoples, the, the Duwamish, the Muckashoot, the Puyallup, the Skykomish, the uh, uh, Suquamish, the Sonomish, the Suamish, uh, Duwamish tribes, and other tribes of the Pacific, uh, the Puget Sound Salish people. And that present day city of Kirkland is in the traditional heartland of the lake people and the river people. We honor with gratitude the land itself, the first people who have reserved treaty rights and continue to live here since time immemorial and their ancestral heritage. Thank you, Mike. <clears throat> who would like to read the land acknowledgement at our next meeting? Okay, I see Amy's hand raised. Thank you, Amy. Uh, I will now open items from the audience portion of the meeting. It does not look like we have any attendees. Okay. Um, Next up is approval of the minutes. Uh, the minutes draft has been distributed in our board packet online. Uh, are there any corrections or amendments to the minutes? Okay, hearing none, the minutes are approved as presented. Next up is our business items. And there's a little bit of a change. And I don't know if, if someone wants to go ahead and 
and share what that changes or if, if I can, I think, um, Mary, would you like me to go ahead and describe that? Okay. Um, I, if hopefully everyone had had an opportunity to listen to the study session with the city council last night, they gave robust feedback. Um, as such, um, it is not being brought to us to be adopted at this time. Um, but seeing how it is um, the only business item currently on our agenda, this gives us an opportunity to further discuss, further ask questions, further um, make comments, give feedback, um, really things for us that we want to further explore or further weigh in on or um, feel like um, identify things that we might uh, would like to focus on or prioritize. Um, I do know uh, there has been an added item where Lynn, you're going to be presenting something to us as well. And then Mary will be doing a review of feedback from city council members. Um, Mary, I do believe you're going to be going first in that order. So I'll go ahead and turn the time over to you. Um, but again, just, just preparing everyone because we, we're shifting a little bit. Mary will give feedback on what the city council members gave at the study session last night. Um, Lynn will um, uh, give a presentation and then we will, uh, we will have the floor to be able to discuss in detail, again, ask questions or highlight things that we would like to focus on. So I'll turn the time over to you, Mary. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks, Amanda. Um, well, let me share my screen. And I went all out in my design. I hope you appreciate. Um, I had a pretty short turnaround on this presentation. So I'm giving you the facts all in black and white. Um, so great job, Amanda, uh, explaining sort of the little shift that we need to take tonight. Um, uh, we did have the city council study session last night. And as Amanda mentioned, the, the comments we received were really robust and they were really good. Um, basically, if I broke it down on, on the, the content, it, it focused on some of the language and some specific content. Um, it also had some very specific recommendations as well as uh, some policy questions that they were hoping might be able to be answered as well as some further data and analysis. Um, I'm going to go through all those comments for those um, if you had not had the opportunity to review that study session. Um, and what I will also do is I can forward that to you in an email. The, so what this does, at the end of that, the meeting, at the end of the night, the city manager did say that we were not going to bring this back to them on the June 21st uh, agenda for adoption which is why we're shifting what we're doing tonight as well. So what staff is doing and the, and the impact this has on the schedule is staff is going to begin working on these edits and the feedback that we received from city council. Um, like you said, the language and the content, the staff is gonna be primarily um, working on the language component and then the data and analysis or further research or some of those content things will get the support from Barry Dunn on that. My best guess after looking at all the, the requests, it's about approximately a month of work. Um, and 
So the next, so what that means is the next, after tonight, the next time that you uh, will see the document, and this would be considered then a final draft, um, would be possibly a special meeting in July, um, but the exact schedule still hasn't been finalized yet. So as I said, the, the city council meeting on June 21st has been postponed. And then as a result, what we're, what we're doing tonight um, and what I need to do right now is evaluate that scope of the request of the, and really hone in on the time needed to turn this document around. So for now though, what we're going to do is continue to use this draft document that we have now for the ballot measure process, which as, as mentioned, uh, Lynn is going to go over that process. So you have an understanding of how this document fits within that larger goal. So the comments, I'm, I'm gonna show you, there's three screens of it and I'm gonna try and, and go through them pretty quickly, not read them word for word, but there was a, a good conversation about Lee Johnson Field and Peter Kirk Park uh, that came up a, a few times. And the idea is that they would rather see a repurposing of the park, including making the field space more inclusive um, and that there was support for Taylor Fields. Athletic fields in general, um, they expressed a need for just general improvement, uh, appreciation of the conversion field conversion strategy. Um, there was a recommendation to include park zones uh, in the safety and security goal. Uh, um, a suggestion for a parking policy agreed with the recommendation for the skate park partnerships um, as it relates to Big Fin Hill Park and Bridal Trails Park as well as explore ownership of those two parks. Um, one stronger language related to uh, protecting and conserving the natural environment and uh, expand and enhance the Green Curriculum Partnership. Uh, again, another policy request, uh, something that is called a no net loss policy so that there would be no net loss of parkland. Um, and some examples were given on how communities implement that kind of policy. Uh, and one recommendation was to go beyond the accessible, again, to focus on inclusivity. The good uh, identification is an example of the fencing of playgrounds. Um, and just for staff in general, more inclusive training and programming. And in fact, it was so important that there was a recommendation that, that perhaps what we need to put in there is that we'll start develop a comprehensive plan to address this programming need. Uh, some questions about urbanization of school properties and how that may impact our use of those parks or those open spaces. Um, little uh, waterfront safety was an important uh, conversation and consideration, especially related to, for example, a policy related to life vests. Um, increasing monitoring of tree canopy, some uh, recognition of land acquisition uh, challenges and acknowledging the 50 plus acres and would like to understand how we can actually achieve that. Um, and does Big Fin Hill Park help with that? Um, just a, a check to, the, to refine if the acquisition goals are realistic. 
uh, more uh, clarity is asked for on the guidelines versus standards and what those things mean as far as how we use them and going forward. Uh, uh, ask for some more revenue and finance, financing options that are available, but that is actually something that will be part of the uh, ballot process. And uh, looking for some more precise language regarding impact fees and de defining deficiency versus growth. Um, and then in the last, they're kind of in order for the most part. We talked a little bit about the CKC um, and that it is a great opportunity, uh, especially with the fact that it's actually 100 feet of width and that only 15%, so there's an opportunity with that. And they'd like to see some alignment with the CKC master plan. Uh, cricket was mentioned and um, just a word change of how we're representing this in the document and to turn it to phrase it as an unserved sport rather than an alternative sport. Some enhancement to the executive summaries so it's more of a visionary document that helps us understand where we are and where we're headed. Um, some They wanted to call out for a, spe a specific need and recommendation for an aquatic center in goal one. And um, I, th I think that Although it's probably mentioned several times within the document, it was it want they wanted it to be it directly stated in goal one. Um, so they recognized the demand for pickleball, and they wanted to see if we had some options to consider on how to address that need, whether it's restriping tennis courts, um, or or building a new new set. Um, some more data on sport participation. Uh, more detail on how in the, if the athletic field component, how to compost that material when it gets when it needs to be replaced. Um, and then they're asking for a red line version of the next draft so they can see where these comments have been addressed or integrated. Uh, further, again, the explored partnerships with the county and state for the two large parks previously mentioned. Um, they wanted to see actual years in the goals rather than short-term, mid-term, and long-term. And this is something that is what, what is done in the sustainability master plan. Uh, they want, it, there was just acknowledgement of the 1982 World Series Championship as we were talking about Peter Kirk Park and Lee Johnson Field. Um, in general supports synthetic turf actions and urgency and um, as I mentioned, the funding mechanisms will be explored in the ballot measure. So that's a lot. Like I said, I can I'll, I'll, I can email that out to you if you're interested, um, or you can watch the study session from last night. It's actually very entertaining. Uh, and that's coming from a staff person, which is, I don't know, says something. Um, so for tonight, so as Amanda suggested, uh, stated you'd have no action that is required tonight rather it's an opportunity for further questions and comments whether that is you want to um, work on a top 10 list that you would like us to to prioritize or if you have specific recommendations or po policy considerations um, the floor the floor is yours for this for this for tonight but before we do that um, one let's see if you had any questions on the comments, and then I will turn it over to Lynn on the ballot measure. 
Okay, we'll start with board member Timson. Hey, Mary, um, thanks for those quick slides. Quick question, it was Big Hen Phil Park considered in the pros plan? I thought they included all different kinds of park spaces, including schools. Yep. Yeah, they, it was, okay. They, they did, but we don't own it, so we don't right. program it. So that's where they're looking to have it become one of our assets. But it wouldn't, it, that would attaining it balance out that 50 acres of added parkland. It was already considered as part of the overall park acreage in Kirkland, wasn't it? Or was it not? Just the schools. Just, okay. Thank you. Uh, Vice Chair Holland. Take my hand down. So um, just a general comment. I wanted to thank Mary for the great job she did. Um, Mary, you put together that looked like just a one one page slide that you provided to council of um, all the feedback from the park board from our last meeting. Uh, once we, we were reviewing the, the, the pros plan, we had a bunch of comments. Um, and it was interesting to me that um, every item that the park board documented and Mary put it into a nice, a nice slide. Um, council members, I think, addressed every one of our concerns. So that was a good, a good affirmation that we, we were at least on the right track. I thought. So that was, uh, and then my last comment was, so I listened to the video of the council meeting last night. Um, and I wanted to, uh, if you haven't had the chance to actually view the video, I wanted to just let you know that every single council member expressed their appreciation and thanks to the parks department and specifically to, uh, and the, and the, uh, the consultants, but specifically to the park board also, and the, all the efforts that the park board is doing. So I wanted to just pass that on. So Mary, thank you again for your, uh, for your work on that. Board member Parikh. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> there's other ways to uh, be able to program county owned parks than acquisition. And I would emphasize the importance of <laughs> trying to do that rather than um, actually acquire them because those are big and they'll cost a lot, which means that the opportunity cost might be really great when county and city probably have some alignment on wanting to serve the people who live here. Thank you. Any other questions or comments for Mary? Tammy or board member Cohen. Thank you. Um, I, I really enjoyed watching um, them review the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the plan and their comments I thought um, um, were, were really um, good to hear. Um, the one question I have, Mary, as you, and I, and I think it's reflected in, in what you took away as well, because I sort of took it away as well, is, is to um, scale and scope the project and the priorities within those timeframes. And I think that that dovetails really nicely with what our concerns were. And so um, 
when we have an opportunity later, I think talking through what we think they should be will be helpful because it'll be interesting to see whether we're fully aligned. And I know, I guess the other question, you know, so I think that's going to be really helpful. But my other question is related to sort of the make work aspect of this plan. So they sent it back to you to, to work, which is in their purview to do. It's not in our purview to make work, but yet we're bringing forth. So I just, when we do discuss this, I would like a little more clarity on how we can be helpful and still honor that line. Because I, I think, I think, I think there's room, there's a gray area in there. And, and I think what we want and what the council want are very similar, but they have more sort of power and fiduciary to, to, to get that <laughs> done, if you will, if that makes sense. So, so when we do discuss this, I think that'll be helpful, a little reminder about how we can best advise and counsel without crossing that line. That's, that's great, Tammy. I, I think um, that'll be a great ending to Lynn's presentation and to kick off the discussion after she goes through her ballot measure overview. Well, all right, let me get my screen shared here. Uh oh, <laughs> scratching at the door. Okay, I'm gonna assume folks can uh, see the PowerPoint now. Yep, looks good. Alrighty, so what I'm gonna tell you today isn't much new information. There's, there's a little bit more, but really what it's doing is it's consolidating bits and pieces of information that you've gotten over the past uh, couple months. So we're gonna talk about the potential ballot measure uh, that was authorized or directed by council in January. So uh, I'm just gonna give you a quick overview of how it transpired, that the direction that we received, um, and then how that gets translated going forward with the adoption of a work plan item, the vision for the potential ballot measure, and then how are we gonna go out about that process of the exploratory process. So um, the PROS plan, as you know, and I won't go into this in any detail because you've spent the last few months looking at it, but the PROS plan had an extensive community engagement process uh, over 4,600 community members provided feedback, and that is way beyond any pros plan out there. Um, that amount of feedback was very powerful for us, especially as this community really changes and grows. Um, hearing that amount of feedback, I, I think, was pretty critical at this time. There were very clear themes in what the, the community was saying. And just a quick recap of that, um, the most important uh, park facilities and amenities, parks and open spaces, trails, a trail network connecting um, the system, restrooms in the parks, lifeguarded beaches, community gardens, otherwise known as pea patches, and uh, an outdoor pool. The most important programs and services uh, would be special events, environmental and outdoor programs, fitness, aquatics, health and wellness, and sports. 
those are our biggest categories of, of programming, as it turns out. Uh, and then there was other survey uh, findings that, that you saw. One was talking about of the current offerings, what out of all of them, what's most important to you? And on the left-hand side there, you see parks, open spaces, trails, and restrooms. And then there was a different question asked, what could we do to improve or expand your use of parks and recreation? And the, the three on the top would be the year-round restrooms, a recreation center or indoor aquatic center, and better lighting, um, specifically parks, trails, and facilities. But then you see this next big category here. These are kind of all lumped in the double digits. And then down here, you see kind of some single digit items. And so much of what we've been talking about, much of what you see in the pros plan is really reflecting these aspects of what the community was saying. So council heard all that feedback. Uh, so remember that feedback came in last fall and uh, we actually uh, started having the results compiled in February, or excuse me, in uh, November of last year. Um, that resulted in a presentation to council in January and council directed us to pursue this exploratory process. And specifically the way they kicked that off is council adopted as a work plan item. So council has in its work plan, what they see as the largest overarching projects that the city should be working on. Um, and these aren't projects that would be specifically to one department. These are large overarching interdepartmental types of projects. And so the work item that they adopted on their work plan is a parks ballot exploratory process, or shall we say pursuing a parks ballot measure of some sort. Uh, so what might that ballot measure include is the question of the day. Uh, as you know, the pros plan is going to be adopted pretty soon. And that um, no matter when it's adopted, the community feedback that was received isn't going to change. Um, that is still the same feedback, even if the pros plan um, is edited. So the council has heard uh, that folks in our community want all these different things, parks, trails, aquatic centers, recreation centers, synthetic turf fields. Um, they want them more quickly than what we could otherwise provide if we didn't have a ballot measure. So council is saying we'd like to pursue this ballot measure so we can accelerate or expedite the timeline to provide those services to the community. And specifically their direction was go big. Uh, so council directed us to explore um, Everything you see here, so park acreage, trails, aquatics and recreation centers, plural, um, converting grass fields to synthetic turf, but also improving some grass fields. Then we have different types of amenities and, and some of the most important ones that were, were mentioned uh, in the feedback is pickleball, office dog parks, the pea patches. Um, and then there's some infrastructure improvements that were mentioned uh, quite a bit in the feedback. Specifically, you saw making restrooms operational year round. Uh, and the reason that's on a capital list is because those restrooms would have to be winterized. 
um, adding new restrooms and then kind of a big package of safety and security features. Um, and as I mentioned before, the upgraded grass fields. And then you've all just recently heard about the ADA transition plan in significant detail. And, and so really uh, what, what could be on the ballot measure is expediting that plan. Then there also has to be operational funding. It can't just be capital. Anything on the capital improvement list is going to generate operating expenses. Um, in addition to those operating expenses, there are increased services being requested that is just operating and doesn't really have capital. Um, so that is a, a different type of perhaps funding mechanism. So improve some grass fields, add park rangers. Uh, folks were talking about the aesthetics of the park, um, such as planting of annuals, um, planter baskets, the whole look and feel of the park with wayfindings. Um, been very interested in expansion of those special events. Um, you've heard us talk about the events that we added and those would be included in this type of, of list. Um, enhancing programming. And recently we have added some team programming, some mobile recreation programming, but what was specifically mentioned um, in the survey was sports, aquatics, fitness, health, wellness, outdoor. Folks are also asking to improve our customer service and our communications, um, and particular inclusive communications. Um, and I've already mentioned that we want to expedite these projects, but there are operating costs associated with expediting those projects. Many um, projects are on hold perpetually because we don't have staff capacity to move the project forward. So what that's referring to is staff. So the BAT, this is the ballot action team. Uh, in order to uh, implement a council work plan item, oftentimes a steering team or some other sort of team is formed. In this case, it is the ballot action team. It is an interdepartmental city work group that is led by the city manager uh, to carry out the goal of this project. And the stated goal is, as you see, is leading the community through an inclusive process of determining the highest priorities for a citywide parks and recreation ballot measure in 2023. That language might sound a little familiar um, and create the conditions in which the ballot measure has a high probability of success. Um, certainly we can't say that we will um, get a ballot measure approved. That's, that's not really up to us, but we can provide the information and the process that makes that likely. So how do we do that? Well, there's this big process that we would be going through and it's already started. It kicked off in at the very end of March there, really the beginning of April is when the ballot action team first got together and just talked a little bit about what is this process gonna look like? Um, and as I mentioned, the city manager is a, the leader of this, this project and the city manager in conjunction with city council determine the type of process that we're gonna go through for this. And in this case, they would are very interested in modeling the process that was just done with um, the fire ballot measure very recently. So um, one thing that we had to do very quickly because of the timeline of this process is get out an RFP for a feasibility study 
for those recreation and aquatics facilities. So siting a facility, costing out facilities, that is way beyond the capabilities of the department and we need a consultant to come in and do that. That takes time. Um, so we needed to get that going and it is posted and open right now. And then there will be extensive costing analysis, um, what the consultant is doing with the facilities, but then internal staff, which means um, CIP group, park staff, um, and a variety of other folks, including finance, um, would actually be taking that huge list of items that we were just talking about, um, and we'll be costing them all out. Um, so that takes many months to do. Um, so the costing analysis and the feasibility study kind of come together and go into a community engagement process. Um, so we anticipate that starting preferably in the middle of September and then going through January. So the red there is representing the community engagement process. So um, it's gonna be called a PFEC group, um, which is the next slide, stands for Parks Funding Exploratory Committee. Um, so the PFEC group would convene, they would evaluate all of this and then make a recommendation to council roughly in this timeline. It, it can't go much beyond this timeline because when you back up from, um, passing this resolution, um, it has to be done on a particular timeline because that resolution has to get filed with the county on a timeline in order to have something on the November ballot measure. For this year, the deadline was August 1st uh, to submit a ballot measure. So we're uh, presuming that the deadline for next year is roughly uh, early August as well. So council has to have a resolution passed prior to that deadline so we can file. Um, anything after that deadline, once the council makes a decision on whether or not they want to actually put this for a vote, um, once that happens, uh, we can only do education on what's in the ballot measure, uh, what the community members would get, um, how much would it cost, there's nothing we can do to go out and advocate for it. it, it that's not our job. Our job is to only put out the information for the community to make a decision. Uh, so that's a super important concept. Uh, so the Parks Funding Exploratory Committee, uh, PPEC 2.0. And the reason it's called 2.0 is because the 2012 levy that passed um, did so through the Parks Funding Exploratory Committee. So it was a pretty extensive community group that came together and uh, put together what they wanted on that um, ballot measure, and it was passed. It was seen as a very successful model. So PFEC is a successful model, and the fire ballot measure is a successful model. Correspondingly, we will be modeling <laughs> that. And so this PFEC, as I mentioned earlier, we're gonna create this huge menu of all these different items. Some are operating, some are capital. Uh, so it's project improvements, enhancements, um, all of that will be considered. So what the PFEC would do is take this big list and kind of boil it down to what they see as the highest priorities uh, for the community. And that also has a lot to do with what they believe is the appetite for a ballot measure. Um, council is asking us to go big uh, and they are thinking 
perhaps even up to $200 million. And that large of a figure is that large of a figure because it would include an aquatics and recreation center and perhaps other facilities. So those, those are expensive endeavors. Um, there are a whole array of financial decisions that have to be made uh, around that. And those financial decisions get made by city council. Uh, the community engagement process will be very focused on, on this component here and narrowing that down to the highest priorities. And then that engagement group will make a recommendation to city council on what they believe should be in the ballot measure. And I just wanna say that this is, this process um, is very much what the park board was um, essentially articulating at the last meeting. It's going through that huge list, the CIP list, the priorities in the, in the pros plan and, and saying, here's the number one stuff um, and let's move forward with it. So how is the park board involved? The park board is part of PFAC. Um, so essentially the park board will be asked to designate particular members to, to serve on the PFAC. Um, it, it's not the whole park board, it's selected members or identified members uh, because quite frankly, the PFAC is gonna be very time consuming. It will be meeting um, every other week for about four months and each meeting is likely to be two hours. So not everyone can make that type of time commitment. Um, so that is the process in a nutshell. We had the bare bones of the process uh, after council directed us to pursue it. But uh, what we're doing uh, really on a daily basis is filling in the gaps of the process and figuring out how we're gonna go from A to B. And that road from A to B is not gonna be direct. It's gonna be a roundabout, uh, roundabout way. So sometimes when we look unsure about things, it's quite frankly, because we are unsure about things and uh, things change based upon uh, developments that, that occur. So that is where we're at right now. And obviously things could change a little bit. <laughs> Any questions on that component specifically? And then I know you all are gonna start having discussion. Mr. Holland. Uh, thank you. Um, so Lynn, I was, so this is my first time going through this process with a bat and the PFEC, I think it is, uh, if I got that right. Um, just, I got a little confused during the presentation, we have this gigantic list of, you know, many, many, many potential capital projects and uh, and maintenance items, um, and it wasn't really clear to me where that list is actually parsed down. Is it is a part of the BAT process? And then you mentioned the the PFEC also parses it down. Um, I I got confused exactly where. When do we get to a list of here's the 10 things we need to need, need to include on the ballot? Yeah, yeah good question. Thank you, Mike. Um, the list that the BAT is going to be working with is pretty much everything, the big laundry list of everything identified in the pros plan. Okay. Uh, we're doing very little in the way of screening. And the, the screening that we would be doing is mostly related to 
um, we know that's not a viable place or uh, item that we could do in, in this type of location, like uh, boardwalk in a wetland, <laughs> that type of thing. So we, so we might screen out something that can't be done, but otherwise we are using the big giant list okay. that is in the pros plan. And that's why it will take such a long period of time to do costing. Um, and then, as I say, the costing can be capital and or operating. So then how does it get narrowed down? It gets narrowed down by the community engagement group, the PFAC. So that's part of the PFEC? Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, so that helps me understand this is a, see, I, I thought we were trying to help council get down to the top 10 list. Not, not the list of 200, but the top 10 that we really need to stay focused on. It, so that's not true. We, we, we're going to give them the full meal deal, the all 200 projects or whatever it is. And they're going to some, and then we're going to go through this process to parse it down to what we want to see on the, on the, on the ballot measure. Right. So or, Mike, you can, um, you know, so the pros plan has that giant laundry list. It does yeah. articulate what is the most important components to the community. However, the park board certainly can say based upon what we've heard, we believe these are the top priorities and would like a consideration of those items. So and that could also be done is let's clarify in the pros plan what we yeah. believe are the priorities and not just have the giant laundry list. Yeah. Because listening to the council speak, uh, every council member has different ideas and what they think is important which is, makes it always interesting to come up with something that um, we can reach continuity of direction on. So anyway, well, thank you for the, for the clarity. Appreciate it, thank you. Board Member Cohen. Thank you, Mike, that was, that was helpful um, because my question is similar and, and it seems to me unless we scope the pros plan, it, it sounds or it feels to me that it's a little bit of a misnomer. The way we're delivering it is really sort of a parks and recreation assessment. Here are all our assets, it's not scoped, and it's obviously more than a five-year project. But if we could, and, and my, my where I would go with this is if we can do a top-level slide you know, within the goals and say basically the only goal for the next five years is to deliver this ballot measure and then put a shovel in the ground to deliver the services that have been identified. Um, to me, that would feel like that's a big enough plan. Um, and then we can have this laundry list as an addendum, as, a, as an assessment saying, you know, here's, here's everything to draw from. But really the mandate is to get in a, you know, the list that you enumerated, which we hear over and over again, which is the aquatic center, the land um, for the, the service level and, and just kind of scope it at that without being so specific about which assets or where they go because this other process is going to have to take place. And I'm wondering yeah. if, that's, if that's scaling it too small. Well, the ballot measure is a mechanism by which to deliver the highest priorities. Um, and that's one of the ways to look at it is we have this list of priorities. The only way we can deliver that for the community is to, to put it up for a vote to see if the community is willing 
or wanting to pay uh, for that service level. And I'd be comfortable saying, here's our list of the, you know, we've listened to our community. Here's the top priorities. This is our pros plan for 2020, you know, for this period. Um, and then, you know, and then let the, the process unfold. And, and certainly along the way, um, you know, if it passes, great, that list gets synthesized and executed and we identify a plan for the aquatic center and it goes out and it passes. Worst case scenario, the community says we don't have the stomach for that high of a number and the community helps dictate with our support, you know, figuring out what gets scaled out, what's doable, what's not sort of a plan B. Right. Yeah. And, and what you're saying is actually quite a difficult um, thing to do, Tammy. Is, um, sorry, I'm supposed to be using formal titles, council board member Cohen. Uh, it's okay. It's more than just that capital list at the end of the pros plan. Um, when you look at that um, 10 plus page list of goals, objectives, and actions, um, much of that is operational. Right. Um, it's not capital. And so what gets prioritized, these operational issues, capital issues, um, the ballot measure is going to be both. Um, you can't actually do capital without- Oh, operation. absolutely. I understand. I agree. Thank you. Um, Tessa, did you change your mind? No, sorry. Okay. I thought you were going to say my name, so I was just going yeah. to take my board, hand. Board member Henson. <laughs> Thank you. I was just wondering, I mean, it sounds like this is very time sensitive. Um, does council coming back with all these comments on the pros plan already put a wrench in, in the timeline of, of getting this ballot out? That's a, uh, another really excellent question. Um, that is one of the things that's driving our, our current push to like let what we need to get this thing done. Mm -hmm. We are actually already several months behind the original mm -hmm. timeline. Uh, so it has been taking quite some time. And one of the reasons that it has taken such a long time is because this was more community feedback than any consultant would have ever expected. <laughs> and that type of feedback and analysis takes a lot longer than analyzing feedback from 500 people, which is a pretty typical number for a pros plan. Well, yeah. So that really has pushed things out and some of the complexities of what's going into the pros plan it has, has pushed it out. And so really we started bumping up against, okay, we, we really have to get this done. Uh, there were two things, two reasons for that. One is the RCO grant process that you heard about our extension only goes through June. Um, so at this point in time, we will lose um, eligibility for grants. And that's okay. And uh, I said that at the last meeting, that that's okay, because uh, we will get this done and filed in plenty of time for the next grant cycle. Um, so it's every even year you would submit for a grant. So the next opportunity is 2024. Um, we're already at the point where we can't submit anything for 2022 because we don't know exactly what to submit. Um, not to mention the fact that the ballot measure is all consuming, all consuming. <laughs> There's no other capacity. Um, so it, it's fine to, to, miss, um, to miss that opportunity. 
Uh, so then back to kind of your question is, does that derail um, the ballot measure process? Mary and I are talking to the city manager on Tuesday a little bit more about that. Uh, our, our initial answer is, well, it probably doesn't. And the reason it doesn't is because the community feedback is not gonna change. Right. It is what it is. Um, we're gonna tweak a lot of verbiage. We're gonna make it more clear. We're gonna enhance it. Um, but ultimately the foundation of the plan being the priorities of, of the park system in the community isn't going to change. And so one of the things we'll have to be clear about with the community is we're using the draft plan. We're using the information from the pros plan. It's not done yet, but it has given us a lot of good direction. Right. Okay. I understand. Thank you. Board member Preek. Thank you. Um, so prioritization is going to be the key. It's got to be something that's supported and robust and that people will vote for. We're up against a couple of other things. We're having a general rise in interest rates, higher inflation. So that means there's going to be less things that can be purchased for a given amount of money. I don't know the details of how you budget um, the operating cost related to new capital investments, that's gotta be worked into the budget. And there may be a generalized feeling by the time we get to 23, not, not predicting it, just saying, consider this possibility that there will be a level of um, um, angst and unhappiness about other things that are going on in the city. That if it's not really precise, people will decide no. You know, they're doing all these things, we don't like it, and now they want to spend this much more money. Now, I'm not saying that will be, but I want you to consider that possibility because it's, I mean, yeah, there's there's a big feeling going on, as you probably know. So, yeah, you're right. That's a possibility. If it's a bond measure, it has to pass by 60%. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> oh, I know. And, you know, it's expensive to put one of these things on and for not not have it go and to go around again and so that's why i say you have to we have to say you know it's got to be a robust priority it's got to fit into the operations budget um it's got to be something that even if people are feeling down about other things that they think this is worth it for the future okay so i would advise yeah. those particular principles the top one be prioritization and how that fits to the future needs the, you know, the council that, you know, basically they want the whole thing. They say it bit by bit, right? This is the opposite of what needs to be done. It's got to be narrowed down and focused because the resources aren't unlimited. So, you know, we have to take that into account. And I think it's good for you and Kurt and others to, you know, be the truth teller about it. That, you know, this is what the finances will allow given competing priorities. And yeah, we're here to exactly. we're, we're 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 here to support that, presuming that we get a chance to discuss those things and that we actually, as a board, can support it. Right. Th those are scenarios um, for sure. It, it may not pass. Um, that the PFEC, the community group, has to narrow it down to what they think is um, the top priority, but also um, a cost that they feel that the community would be willing to, to pay. Now, 
once council says yes we're going to pursue the ballot measure next steps i mentioned is the financial analysis we have to look at all the funding mechanisms and whatnot there's a lot a lot of legalities um, to look into as well and um, part of the process after they say yes let's let's move forward is uh, uh, surveying so now we have the priorities and what should go in the ballot measure now let's go out and do extensive surveying with the community on one, what's in it, is that what they want, do they support it, and two, the cost, do they support the cost. So council won't pass that resolution um, in the fall if they hear from the community that that in fact is not what they want or what they're willing to pay for. So there's multiple mechanisms and checks and balances in this process. Board member Ambrosini. Thank you, Len, for walking through that. I was like, this is fascinating because this is all new to me. Um, I have a couple questions. First, I know that we're going to go through that financial analysis cycle, but do we have preliminary estimates based on current knowledge of costs of for the top priorities, however you want to define that, of, that are laid out in the proposed plan? roughly order of magnitude, what that's looking like compared to where we think that we're going to start with. Um, and then secondarily, um, what are our other funding options that we're assessing at the time? Because it seems like a lot will go into the ballot, right? Um, but what are the other mechanisms and how do they compare right to the order of magnitude that we're looking at for the priorities? Yes, yes. Um... I can't speak to that because the funding mechanism uh, would likely change depending on the size of the ballot measure. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't know uh, a lot of details about some of the funding mechanisms. They're very complicated and we use um, bond council to help shape that type of, of um, decision. Also, we just learned about a new funding mechanism yesterday that we didn't know about. Uh, so that's interesting. But um, yes, we do have an order of magnitude cost for many of the items on the list, not all, uh, because some are quite complex, but we do know a rough order of magnitude for many of them. And I do just wanna mention that uh, there's kind of two parallel processes here. One process is the operating budget that we submit every biennium, and the other process is the, the ballot process. And so there are things we will be pursuing in the 23-24 biennial budget that might overlap with the ballot measure, uh, and it might not. Um, so we, we have some specific needs and uh, we would be requesting um, some enhancements with the budget process. So uh, anything that is capital in a ballot measure, it will also generate its own operating so we don't need the current operating budget um, to um, absorb the new ballot measure items. The ballot measure items come with its own operating money. Thank you. Yeah, you had mentioned 200 million, which doesn't sound, we're starting up a new building. So I have a new building coming up in Bothell and I know like 200 million for a brand new facility does not take you very far with current work and timelines. So I know with just like a recreation center, that alone plus 
adding on the operational costs of operating it year over year, 200 million alone sounds pretty small in addition to all of the other long, long lists of things, right? So um, I was just curious, a kind of order of magnitude. Do you know, sorry, I know see that um, Tammy has her uh, hand up too, but for the last pros plan that went through, do you have an idea of what that cost was associated with like what the original wish list was and then um, in 2012, like what they actually ended up executing on? Not for the 2012 um, ballot measure? No, the- Sorry, the last, yeah, sorry. I meant the last pros plan. Oh, the pros plan, okay. Um, we have, yes, we do. We have, um, that's reflected in our six year CIP. So what you see in the capital list in the current pros plan is what gets mirrored in the capital improvement plan. Uh, and each year we submit a six year CIP um, and projects in the CIP um, are only get in the CIP if they can be funded. Uh, and interestingly, a recreation and aquatic center has been the number one project ranked by the park board for 20 years. <laughs> and it's never gotten into the CIP because we don't have a funding mechanism. Um, so that's just a interesting little, little wrinkle there. But Mary, I, I can't remember the exact number. We just talked about it last night, but I believe that the value of that list that's in the pros plan is about 327 million. That's our current plan. I think Amy was asking about the 2015 plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what was spent over those six years? So it, it's difficult for us to get we went through a change in our finance system, but I can tell you that that gives us trouble tracking history, but from 2019 through 2021, so three years of that master plan, of the pros plan, we expended $19 million in construction, capital construction. And that includes um, the Juanita Beach, Totem Lake Park, um, several playground renovations and some land acquisitions. So we made progress in the in that plan. And again, th there was more money spent between 2015 and 2018. I just can't open crack open that old finance software to find those numbers. Would 50 million over six years be a fair ballpark or 40? I mean, not so. It's hard to. Uh, it's really hard because every. Um, so in the six-year plan, everything is funded on an annual yearly basis of when you can do the project. And um, uh, there's never been a, like a straight average of what our CIP is every year. It can range as little as $2 million to as high as $8 million each year. And it's, and it's again, gets um, prioritized based on funding that we have how much REIT that has come in, how much our impact fees are. So that informs what we can actually ask for in the CIP. Yeah, so what's in the pros plan is, shall we say the, the giant wish list. Um, it's not what's actually in the six year CIP. Uh, that's a much smaller segment of that, that giant list. Roshan, I see your hand. I want to give a chance for anyone who hasn't had to 
had been able to ask a question before during a second round. Um, I do have, well, I want to commend um, board members Cohen and Ambersini asking excellent questions and getting answers to some of the things I was curious about. One of the things that I did have a question that um, went on one of the slides, the ballot measure process and timeline graph. I'm just curious if the colors were significant on the bars identifying the timeline. Uh, no, they weren't particularly significant other than to distinguish kind of uh, segments. The ones in green were all work being done um, by the BAT, <laughs> ballot action team, the staff. And then the ones in red were being done by the PFAC, the community engagement group. And um, the third, uh, third color is kind of a, a teal color, is, uh, is that council process. Okay. Thank you for that clarity. Yeah. Board member Parikh. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I know we have a couple new board members. Um, I'm not sure if they're aware that, I forgot what year it was, it wasn't that long ago that we had a failed measure for the Aquatic Center and the reason why. And um, I don't know if anyone wants to explain that. Did, do any of you know that we had a failed measure before? I can give the one minute version. Go ahead. The one minute version is 2015. There was a ballot measure put in front of the community for a recreation and aquatic center. Um, I believe it was a 70,000 square foot facility. I could be a little off on the square footage. Um, a community engagement group came together and essentially designed that facility. It was costed out with both capital and operating. Um, and the funding mechanism selected to fund that was a MPD, a Metropolitan Park District. An MPD is a very different thing than a bond or a levy. Um, and the MPD law, shall we say, uh, not municipal code, Washington, um, Washington code essentially, um, has changed as a result of our ballot measure. So the community was not opposed to the facility and the folks who led the no group have told us very specifically, it was not the facility that they opposed, it was the MPD. And the language that authorized MPDs in the state said you can, um, an MPD, you can assess up all the way up to the specific amount, um, whether you needed that much or not. Um, so if we needed 25 cents um, and we could assess up to 75 cents, I forget what that, per what, Mary? <laughs> per, 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 oh, I don't know. 100,000. Per, per, per thousand brain, of assessed value. Yeah, so my brain's getting confused. Um, it, it didn't really allow you to lower that cap. Um, that law changed. So you can now lower that cap and say, even though we're authorized to ask up to this amount, we're only gonna ask up to X amount. And if we want to assess more, then we have to come back to the vote. So that has changed as a result of Kirkland and the feedback that was given by the community. So yes, there's um, some concern about an MPD for sure. Oh, oh, so Lynn, the key point was that there was plenty of community support for the facility, but the financing mechanism 
was a red line. And even though the law has changed, heard again, that if it's in there, there will be that same group who comes to be. That's number one. Number two, the other thing I asked about, or want to ask about is, you know, that $327 million, um, you know, 96 million was the aquatic center. How much uh, confidence do you have in any of these estimates that are in there? I mean, is it really a $500 million list or a, maybe it's less, I guess, I doubt it's less. Right, yeah, 327 million, um, I don't believe covers all of the items, no. the giant laundry list, um, because there's the soft costs change all the time. We've got inflation that we can't account for. Um, you know, some of those projects say park redevelopment or design, but it hasn't been designed yet. So we're just giving a, an average cost to what a park redevelopment might cost. So that, that is not an accurate number, that the key is that um, this process needs to come up with more accurate numbers because the community needs to know what it's voting on and how much it costs. So that's why a, a feasibility study, an RFP for a feasibility study is, is out right now. We need okay. to do that. So you know, the, the reason I wanna emphasize that point <laughs> is I think I said at the last meeting, even just between the time that they came up with kind of this guesstimate, I never delved into how they actually came up with it. I was skeptical that all that could be done for 327 million. And during that time, just same, same thing that uh, member M, M. Brosini talked about is costs are going up very rapidly for lots of things. And we have to be on target for this thing. And we gotta right size it for exactly the projects that can pass. And I can't emphasize that enough that the financial analysis and the certainty of what we have to do, you know, um, and the means of financing, those are, those are absolutely key things to achieve a lift off of these long desired plans. I'll just leave you with that. Uh, so Chair Judd, I'm happy to answer more questions on that, but I, I know that you all want to talk about the, the growth plan as well. So. Um, whatever you feel is the next right step. Well, thank you, Lynn um, and Mary for both of those presentations. Um, I would like, to, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Um, we've been setting, we got a lot of information. Um, let's take a quick break um, and then we can come back and begin our discussion and kind of dig in a little bit more. So the time is now 8.08. Um, and let's give until, um, can't do math, 8, 8.20, well, no, I'm sorry, 8.15. Let's reconvene at 8.15. Good start. Bringing us back. Um, okay, we've had a good, um, two good presentations, good questions, good comments. And now is the opportunity for us to talk openly um, our thoughts, uh, what we want to focus on, what we want to weigh in on, um, things we might want to further explore, things that we might want to highlight. Um, I want us to feel comfortable interacting with one another. That's something we don't typically do, but I want us to still be respectful of, of, of everyone's time, um, everyone's um, desires and passions and what their uh, interests are. Um, 
and I still want us to be a little bit orderly too. So go ahead and raise your hand if you have things that you want to say, just because within a Zoom setting, it's so easy to unintentionally talk over people. So let's go ahead and keep that process. Um, I will go ahead and help facilitate us to make sure that there's an equal balance of, of, of folks being able to speak um, not too frequently and, and, and giving space for people to, to jump in because not everyone feels comfortable just jumping in. So just a little bit of groundwork, um, but I do want us to feel comfortable um, sharing our thoughts and sharing our, our feedback. So with that, would anyone like to kick us off? Crystal, did you raise your hand? I did, yeah. And then I, I tried to find the raise hand. Okay. And I realized I wasn't on mute. So I apologize for that. That's okay. Um, I have a question about, and I, I did not watch the meeting last night. I'm going to out myself and I will go back and re um, watch things. But I'm, I thought it was you know, interesting that they came back and with so many comments. One of my questions is some of those policy documents that they were asking for, do, does anything like that exist currently in the parks department or um, anything similar to what they're asking for? Do those, do those types of policies exist at the moment? That's a big lift um, for the parks department to create those from scratch, I think. They do not exist. Okay. Yeah. Would that have to, would those policy documents have to be developed before the ballot measure? Um, okay. It would be nice to be able to reference them or even like future reference them, I guess, for different parks being developed in the future, if that makes sense. Anyways, that's my question. Uh, board member Preet. Thank you. Um, I sent an email to the group, um, kind of a straw man as a basis for discussion. Um, <clears throat> I was wondering if there were any, any thoughts on that or if you'd have a chance to look at it. Um, happy to go over it. Um, I outlined, you know, kind of the thought paradigm and how I came up with a suggested uh, starting point for discussion. I'm going to go ahead and um, leave that question open and acknowledge the question that Rashawn, um, board member Preek asked. You, you um, can call me Roshan. Thank you, Roshan. Um, and um, so, yeah, I want to keep, the, I want to pin that question. Um, maybe folks are thinking about what they would like to answer and then uh, go ahead and acknowledge are you okay, Roshan, if I go ahead and acknowledge Vice Chair Holland? Yes, hands up, Or would you like to go ahead and do a follow-up question or follow-up comments? No, I just wanted to kick it off with thoughtful ideas. So, okay. you know. Thank you. Okay, 
uh, Vice Chair Holland. Yes, well, thank you. Um, Rashan, thank you for uh, kicking that topic off. Uh, I think it's a really an important topic. I've always thought, you know, at our last meeting where we were asked to, we, the park board was asked to adopt the pros plan. Uh, I just wasn't comfortable with just adopting it. And finally, we talked about some, some of our concerns or issues. Um, but I really think the Parks Board is an advisory group to council. Our job is to advise council, advise parks on Kirkland citizens' interest based on our knowledge and, 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 and um, interaction with our, with our fellow Kirkland citizens. That being said, I think it's really important for us to provide the council with a, a top 10 list. What are the top, we have this, so much work that's been done. The, the people of Kirkland have been asked over and over what's important to them and they've told us. I think we should take that information along with our in, information we have available to us and put together a proposal to to Lynn and her team and the parks department and with to and to council like these are the parks board thinks these are the top 10 issues you should consider moving forward and include them as a prioritized list when you consider the bat and the pfec process now rashan has put together a a starting point and he sent out an email last night about five o'clock, 530, uh, which I thought is a pretty good document. And it's, there are several things in there that I really agree with. I think these on the right target. So I'm gonna support Rashan and his, his opening comment and ask that we spend some time and dig into that topic if the, if the other park board members feel that is a good approach. I, th I do think it's a good approach. Board Member Hansen, Is that something that would be the most beneficial for, I guess this is a question for staff, is that what would help us, what can we do to help the most right now is the top 10 list, our biggest priority, what, without adding more work, kind of what Tammy was saying, how, how can we help the most and if, is that the right way to do it? Anyone in particular want to take that? <laughs> I guess I will. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a, a really good question. Um, it, it's not really generating more work for us because really what it is is, is you're just having discussion and, and putting putting together a, a list. Um, and so, yeah, so you don't have to worry about that piece. Will it be helpful? Sure, it, it, it'll be helpful. It'll uh, show us what you think are the priorities and we can compare that with um, the community input and it would be provided to city council. Um, I don't know in the long run if that changes anything. Um, and the reason I say that is because, um, you know, 4,700 people contributed to, to what's in the pros plan. Um, having said that, that's exactly as uh, two board members mentioned this is one of the things uh, why the park board exists is to be that sounding board 
on behalf of the community to be a liaison between the community uh, and the city. So what, what they're asking is exactly the mission of the park board. Thank you. Board member Timson. Um, yeah, thanks Rashawn. Roshan, I thought that that email was, was very well written and you put a lot of time into it and I appreciated that. Um, and I appreciate you sending it out to all of us. Um, isn't this top 10 list something that's going to be developed down the road as part of that um, focus group? Are we just going to start with a preliminary top 10 list? Should we have a top 20 list for that focus group to narrow down or a top 30 or 50 list? I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know that we can come up with a top 10 list prior to that focus group that's going to be putting forward to the ballot measure. Maybe we shouldn't limit ourselves to 10 items. Am I, am I incorrect? I'm asking for clarification. I think the, the difference, the pros plan is our our department master plan is our guiding principles. I don't know if we're, if we're specifically talking about top 10 projects or top 10 priorities and operational things or capital things. Um, the ballot measure is, is kind of, as Lynn mentioned, separate from the pros plan, but it's informed by the pros plan. So if you guys have a top priority of we need more, we want more pools, we want to make sure that that's reflected in the pros plan. Uh, if you have a priority that says we should have 25 basketball courts, that's definitely not on the pros plan. I don't think it is. Um, we would want to have that, we'd want to hear that from you all and, and be able to add that in there. Um, the ballot measure is going to help pay for those things. Um, so they, they, what you guys say today will help feed the ballot measure, will help feed that future process even further. So, so Roshan, this, the, the email is focused on the ways to change the pros plan, basically. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not changing it okay. at all. So I'm I'm absorbing it and assimilating it to other things that I know about um, what the community has asked for over years, and listen to the you know the joint um, park board city council meeting, and listen to you know our experts on the city staff and to the consultants. It's an attempt to synthesize those things into something that is uh, focused enough because the problem with a 10 or 20 list is we're not helping, in my view, is we're not really helping to say, you know, as volunteer community members, how do we make a recommendation? They may reject it, that's up to them, but I think that it is our duty based on what I've just described to try and come up with something that is financially feasible, that is the best value for dollars spent, um, that could be, you know, sustained over time um that will you know bring big community benefits and so that was the idea of looking at that kind of end state list and understanding of course that you know those cost estimates might work very quite widely and if it's a 200 million dollar let's just say for a sake of argument um there may only be two things or three things and this is our chance you know based on our knowledge of our neighbors what we know about kirkland what we learned from the pros plan consultants and staff to say, here it is. This is you know, and, and I'm not saying that we'll all agree on it right away, but it's an opportunity. Well, <laughs> I think 
But that that pros plan is going back into a final draft stage based on the city council's um, comments. And so some of your comments or priorities could be pr presumably could be um, added into or I don't know, can they be used to um, to add to the pros plan as it goes through another draft? I didn't add, I didn't add anything that was um, not already in the pros plan. What I heard Lynn say was that that is the plan, right? That the survey the mechanism list, for the, the are you talking about the capital list at the end, Rashawn? Right. Right. Yeah, that is our that is our full list. That is not just the six year. We're going to do these projects in the next six years. This is any identified project that we have. I understand. We have to we have to have all of our capital projects on specific lists, whether or not they're funded or not. In right. order, potentially, we might find a grant for it. We might find sure additional revenue, and certain mm -hmm. money can only be used on certain things. So we have to have them on lists. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's part of why that list is so big because it's we know that's. Right. A, Exactly. It's aspirational. Our, our task is to maybe hash through it in some reasonable way, um, not to make up new things from it or to you know, change the results of surveys or anything, but to talk it over. I want to uh, acknowledge Board Member Cohen. Thank you. Rashan, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the work and, and your list. Um, what I've distilled from the two presentations today and the mandate from the council is that the pros plan is a vehicle by which to access funding. It's mandated by the government that we have to have this, right? Um, the next step is the most important step, which is putting together this committee to distill the top priorities and then figure out what the best funding vehicle is for that. And so what I'm thinking in terms of what would be most helpful is to, is to not spend a whole lot of time on this master list, but to scope it to, to be iterative, right? Like we already know what the community wants. And I feel that our job as the, as the board is to advocate for what the community is asking for, right? So. So Lynn put together that report. You've got your report. I mean, she's got the list for the ballot measure. And if we can, if, if what comes out of our group here is just validation that those are the priorities as, as articulated by our collection of information from the community, and that for the next five years, six years, that's what we're working on. Because the... The, the concern I have about the 85th Street plan is that, that I'm not sure what that time horizon is for development of 85th Street and that high rise, right? And the, and the density, we know we're moving in that direction, but that could spill over into the next pros plan, right? If that's a 12 year development project and we're looking at the near term of the next six years to meet government requirements to have a pros plan, and then we want to expedite and collect information for the ballot measure, would we be better served to say, um, based on the feedback from the community, as distilled by these 5,000 people that weighed in, these are the top priorities, and these are the goals for the next six years. And then we still have the, we still have all of the documentation, um, or the assessment upholding it for for any recalibration that we need, whether 
funding for a staircase, right? We go and we say that wasn't the top priority in the pros plan, but it's on our list and we have funding for it. So we're gonna do that. So, so I guess what, what, I, what I would like to, to perhaps put forward um, is, is that we, we jump ahead almost and we make, we make that next prioritization, those top identified lists based on the survey results. And does that clean it up? I don't think it gets us any closer because it's the plan is, I mean, the whole pros plan, all of it, right? Result no, no, I'm not talking about the whole pros plan. I'm talking about, Lynn, can you put up your slide? Um, the two slides where you enumerated based on the feedback in the surveys, what, what our community wants. Yeah, one second here, I just gotta- Yeah. Like, does that list that Lynn shared, isn't it, isn't it pretty much the same list that you came up with? That I came up with? I mean, the list that you have in your email, Yeah. doesn't it sync I'm, with Lynn's list for the next step? Well, 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 happily, I think that there are, there is a number of overlaps there, but I wrote the, I wrote the email before the, the meeting last night, right? So it turns out by happenstance, right? There is a lot of overlap. I guess, Tammy, the thing I would say is, um, you know, the, if, if we're just here to validate a survey, is, does that um, really help? Um, well, that's, I mean, that's what I feel like my mandate is, is that's, I if that's what the community, that. I mean, I don't have enough people in my network mm -hmm. to give me more information than was the result of this extensive survey, not to mention that the survey, when I do speak to people, I hear the same thing. And just while we were talking, we got an email from Phil Allen who says, I want an aquatic center, right? So if we do nothing else, but have a ballot measure for a 200 million aquatic center, to me, that, that feels like our pros plan, but I'm not like, I, I guess I'm not sure we need. I mean, I'm, I, I, based on, based on the, the, this is the, um, Lynn has the, this is the operating funding. And then I think it was in the, uh, I think Tammy, are you thinking of the community's top priorities where up current offerings and the actions yeah. to increase participation there? Right. Right. If these are the community's top priorities and we're representing the community, how how does this sink and does this become um, sort of the bones? Let, Let me turn it to you this way. Um, suppose that all you needed was a survey and that the, that the city staff and management would just execute that. We don't need to spend any time on it. Right. We don't need a park board in that case. My point is that we have to take a bunch of different inputs, including the survey, including expert opinion, including research. Of course, the city council gets to decide, but when we, when we make a recommendation, this was our role to try and help to figure out, you know, to crystallize these things. Right now, I'm seeing a lot of overlap um, in, 
what the capital project list should be at least. I'm going to jump in really quick, um, Rashawn. And one, uh, I want to highlight one thing, and I want to be able to give um, Amy an opportunity also to speak. Um, looking at that list that was that was put up, the the community's top priorities, and I'm hearing why Tammy is is um, pushing forward, and and I very much agree with what you just said, Rashawn. Is that um, you know, we, we do have these surveys um, and that is valuable, very valuable feedback where I see our role as park board is being able to lift up feedback that we may have heard as we've been interacting with communities, as we've been going to neighborhood association meetings and other events. Um, and I could see where this time, um, whether we call it a top 10 list or a top 20 list, is an opportunity to say, yes, those, those like parks and open spaces, trails and parks, um, trail systems, restrooms and parks, those are what the survey shows. And I'm hearing word on the street is that I also want to lift up this and I wanna lift up this. And I think this is an opportunity for us as a park board to highlight. Um, I appreciate the time that you spent um, uh, crafting that email and, and sending that out. And, and I appreciate that investment. I feel that it is a little over prescriptive for me to feel comfortable attaching my name to it. But I do like the, the momentum that you're bringing is let's highlight what we know is also important that might not have hit that top three. And let's, um, as a park board, move that forward and let city council know, hey, we also think that this is important in addition to those things. Again, we, we're not decision makers, we're not policy makers. Um, but as Mike mentioned at the top of the meeting, every city council member at the study session greatly appreciated um, park board's input. Um, so that's where I, I see where let's take the community surveys and also the feedback from city council and let's see what where we want to put an exclamation point behind what they raised up and then maybe some things that we also want to, to raise up. So thank you for your patience, Amy, go ahead. No, totally fine. I think maybe my comments are a little dated now in the conversation, but um, it does seem like from a roles and responsibility standpoint, it's a little confusing specific, I think, to the pros plan on the role of the park board, because it seems to be a mix. I, you know, Tammy, I think what you were saying, um, we part of our role is to provide that community feedback. Um, and the I think if we're in alignment that the approach that the pros plan took to get the community feedback was robust, then I agree maybe rehashing what a much smaller, less statistically significant population says, right? If we're polling like 30 people instead of 5,000, I do think that might unfairly balance the feedback and skew the data a little bit, right? So I actually do see a lot of value on relying on the approach that the pros plan took to gather in the data as the source data for prioritization and how we're looking at that. So personally, I think I have some challenges on revisiting priorities given that I am in alignment that the approach that was taken by the pros plan was robust is going to be much more statistically significant than any, I think a smaller subset 
And also, you know, I think the communities that we're looking at are probably a lot smaller than the broader Kirkland. So I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. I, I think I wanted to get maybe park staff feedback again. And I know that Tessa already did this, but just trying to understand if we did provide any additional prioritization, it's sort of just an extra voice and doesn't seem like it's going to provide the guidance that's any guidance that's specifically needed other than reinforcement or alignment that yes, we agree with what's said. So I, I think I just want to better understand, like if we do provide that top 10, 20, that's just additional kind of advisory information, right? Is that going to drive any changes or it doesn't seem like it would have any direct impact on any decision-making? Well, it, it, it does and it doesn't. So <laughs> it, it would be information we would definitely share with um, the city council. And keep in mind tonight is, a, again, your opportunity to provide feedback in general about the PROS plan. Um, and just like we're taking comments from city council, we'll take comments from you and make adjustments if and where we can. And once we, we do that, the document goes will be developed into a final draft. And that is going to be formatted with all the changes. It's actually, no, it won't be formatted yet. It'll be redlined and you're going to see it in a, in a form that shows where, if and where all those comments were addressed. Um, and then after that, um, and that's probably not gonna be, you know, staff needs to work on that, but this is your opportunity for us to get that information so that I can begin um, the editing process. And then, like I said, it'll go to a final draft stage, maybe in July, um, a special meeting in July, we'll have a final draft for you to review and um, recommend adoption. A quick, quick question about that 85th Street plan. What's the time horizon for that? Rashawn, I want, because I, I want to validate the concern about the density and the level of service, which I think drives to a lot of our previous conversation. Sure. It goes through 2044, but the initial stages are um, much sooner than that. And I can tell you from experience <laughs> that uh, once things start, they really go fast. And you know, I, I think the, the, the park space provisions for that many people and that many businesses is, is inadequate. Um, I've expressed that to council members and others, um, planning commission as well. Um, but it was on the list, right? Forbes Lake Park development. And when I've listened to city council meetings about, you know, what the mitigations are for, you know, schools and parks and traffic and everything, well, the Forbes Lake was, was one of the top things that they talked about. And I thought, well, here it is in the pros plan. You know, it'd be better to get it started on it sooner rather than later. You know, there's an issue of concurrency that is really critical. You know, sequencing, pacing, and time to revise, those become more difficult as things get developed around you. One of the reasons I talked about um, acquiring that, you know, I forget how much it was, 50 some odd million for 15 acres is because it's only going to be harder to acquire later. And, you know, this is the kind of input that I would like to, you know, share with the council and, you know, through the park board. Um, if, I mean, obviously I, I can't, we, it has to be, a, you know, a, a consensus or a vote or whatever, but I'm, 
this is what I'm advocating for is to say, these are the things that are happening to our city. What, you know, what are the best ways that we as informed citizens who take all this information into account um, to make a recommendation? So that's the reason why, Tammy, that um, I thought that it'd be helpful to you know, make that a priority. Because already, even before the 85th Street is completed, the, the project that's going in where Petco is and one up the street, just those alone are going to add significant population. And once it really gets going, we are going to be behind the curve. Then it's going to be much harder. It'll be more expensive. Too. And we'll have a drop, a serious drop in the level of service of every quality of life measure. So as far as prioritizing those, I mean, those are our, I mean, I think, I think it can uh, be punched up on the, the, the goals to, to add the, the acquisition of, of land. I think, I, I mean, I guess what I'm struggling with is, is everything that you've got in your email is reflected at a high level in the pros plan as goals. So I'm trying to understand what we're adding yeah. or what, what exactly are you, are, are, what is the, what is the ask? The ask is, is that this board, you know, sort through those survey findings and what's on the list, think about what's happening to our community and make a recommendation of the city council that we think these are the top priorities that should be included either in a bond issue, operations levy, any of these sorts of things. You notice the number one thing on my list was don't have a decline in current levels of service. We had really robust findings that showed how people are satisfied. That's gotta be top priority one. Everything else that we're going to do to maintain that level of service, one of the top things that people say over and over by Kirkland is special is our system of parks. And it's crucial to public health. It's crucial to so many other things. So I thought through that and I'm offering it up for discussion to say maybe there's you know a, another opinion. I'm not, I'm not asking to rewrite any of the goals or objectives or survey results or anything. I'm asking to think through it, synthesize what we know about what's happening and make a reasonable recommendation to city council based on discussion and thought and, and information. So, That's, sorry, can I, okay, sorry, I don't want to. <laughs> so basically you want to adopt the pros plan as is, basically how we spoke about two weeks ago, adopt the pros plan as is. However, these are the things that we think city council should prioritize. And that's your email was a start at that or the things that you think are um, things that we should discuss as prioritizations. Yeah, what I, what, uh, Crystal, am, I what, am I paraphrasing that correctly? Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think on the right track. What I didn't want to do at the last meeting was to say, oh, you know, here it is. It's been done. Just go ahead and take it without any sort of input of the reason why we exist, right? As a part. Does and any of that have... change given all of those comments from the city council? I mean, they, I feel like they addressed some of the things that you're concerned about in their comments as well. I mean, did. seeing a different pros plan um, might change your list of prioritizations as well. That, that if we say, okay, we adopt this new version of the pros plan that incorporates the city council's comments and these additional things we think city council should focus on. I don't see a new pros plan coming out of that. Sean or, or, or Lynn, am I? Oh, what, I what I see is some additional requests for information. I don't see a different pros plan. We do have two staff members with their hands up, so they might have more information for us. Um, Mary Lynn, do you want to arm wrestle to go first? <laughs> I, can, I, I can go first. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure we're, we're using um, definitions 
correctly because I, I keep hearing that the last meeting we were asking you to adopt the document. We were not asking you to adopt the document at the last meeting. We we're asking you to accept it and move it to the next step in the process, which was to city council. That was also your opportunity to provide feedback. Now, based on uh, the, uh, so originally tonight, if the document wasn't going to receive significant feedback from city council, they were, all things were a go. We were gonna bring it back tonight for adoption. That is not the case now. So what we've done is made this a night of further discussion. And again, to collect that information that will then be part of, um, as we make those edits into a final document, final draft document that you will then review. And you have that opportunity at that time to uh, uh, make a recommendation for adoption to city council or, or not. So that's all, I just wanted to clarify some of the words that were being used, that's all. Sorry, <laughs> used the wrong words. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> Lynn, did you have more to say? Yeah, I, I just wanted to mention um, what I'm hearing is a debate on whether or not you wanna do the exercise and if you do, you still have to do the exercise. And so what I might recommend is taking an informal vote on whether or not you wanna go through that exercise of coming up with, say, the, the top 10. Just a recommendation. Lynn, I heard you say previous in the discussion that, um, that you thought it was um, an appropriate role for the park board to do these things, to make a, a prioritization recommendation from <laughs> a really big document and that the council can, you know, <laughs> do, I mean, they're gonna do what they want, right? But isn't, isn't our role to try and, you know, take a number of different sources, put it together and advise the council yeah, and the role of Park Board absolutely is to um, act as a liaison between the community and the city. And, and so you bring forward that community feedback and perspective um, that, that assists us. Um, what I'm hearing though, I think everyone's on board that, but I, I feel like what I'm hearing is that folks don't necessarily feel like going through an exercise of, of coming up with the top 10 is going to be valuable in this case uh, because it's, it, it's pretty clearly laid out um, in the pros plan. So I, I'm hearing folks saying they don't necessarily think going through that exercise is valuable because that information is okay. That's what I feel like I'm hearing. Okay. I, I think I can, I, I, I think I, I agree with that. I think if they had sent the plan back tonight, I would not have adopted it or recommended it for adoption. Without the changes and the, and the inputs that they gave, which seems to align with both where we're going for the, the bond issue. It aligns with everything we've talked about here as far as the pool, you know, the aquatic center, the pool, um, the land. Um, and the council specifically asking to elevate those things in a narrative with an executive summary. And it feels to me that what we're going to get back when it's redlined is going to meet um, what you're trying to, what we're trying to accomplish in terms of 
elevating it, not having it just a laundry list of things. Cause I agree with you. We don't, we, the hundred, 300 million in, in projects doesn't tell us anything, but what I, what I heard from John is that that's sort of mandated that they have to be on there. Um, We're not arguing about whether it has to be on there or what they've no, I I'm, hear I'm you, saying how we should get to a concise number that can work. But we can't do that without the inputs of the next step, the number, right? Um, I mean, if the, if, if we, we can, I don't have enough financial information in front of me to know how much things cost. Well, this is a problem because as I said before, that 327 million is, you know, right. know what it is. And it's going to be further refined before it goes to a bond issue. What I'm advocating for is that we, we take this opportunity to, to give them, you know, a reasoned recommendation about what we think the priorities are. And I don't think we're that far off from what I heard last night. I mean, right. Which, so can you make I, that recommendation, I guess? Like what, think, what, what is missing from the pros plan, I guess, would be a question I would ask. Um, um, so, um, John, what I think that, that I wouldn't say missing, but that isn't, is, that isn't crystallized enough is the directive on those last pages about which one of those do we think um, would meet the criteria to fulfill the goals of the plan, right? That, that, that's the laundry list. And what, what I'm advocating for is to try and, you know, give that input. And, you know, if if it's the consensus of the group that that's not our role or that it's a waste of time or anything, you know, I, <laughs> there's nothing I can argue for beyond the points I've already made. I just think it would be worthwhile and it's our opportunity to, to give that and to have an impact on things that we know about our community and what we've learned from the, do, the consultant. Do you, have, do you have a specific recommendation that you'd like to make? Well, I sent it in the email. It's that, it's those priorities. Okay. Yeah. I guess what First, I'm struggling with is I don't see how those are different than what's already at the top line of the pros plan. So right. I think it, once we see a revised plan, you're, uh, you know, it might reflect your email. That would be the best. Right? Like, cl or closely anyway. Absolutely. That would I be mean, the absolute been, best um, outcome. I'm, I'm willing to do that. I'm just saying that it would be good to get on record that, you know, but, but, go ahead, Tammy. Oh, no, I, I think it is on record very clearly. I mean, I think, I guess what I'm struggling, I'm struggling with an understanding is how, if I go down your bullet, and I, I want to honor the work you did, because I agree with everything on here, right? Maintaining our current park resources is number one in the, in the mandate for our parks department and the resources that we put into it as a community. So that's that's been articulated and that's in the pros plan. The aquatic center is clearly in the pros plan and they want in the city council, I listened to the meeting, they want it right there at the very tippity top. Um, the Fin Hill elevated at Fin Hill is the mandate to figure out how to buy Fin Hill and make it and incorporate it in part yeah. of our our um, community so that we can better program it, whether- I'm not advocating for buying it. What? I'm not advocating for that, buying that's it. That's fine, but but Finn Hill in name, however it's financed or however we program, right? That was that's, a comparison, Tammy. It wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, it was a comparison right. to what's happening in 85th Street. It wasn't a- comment. Oh, I'm sorry, Forbes Lake. Okay. Forbes, Forbes Lake, Lake is the one that I'm, and the so little other it, expansion that 
So we should elevate. I'm I'm very supportive of elevating or setting up Forbes Lake if that's if that's the one that's missing. Um, I think all of these recommendations might be well received. You know, to be candid with you. Uh, Well, I think the top. I I think they're already at the top. Is what I'm. 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 I. I don't see it that way. Okay. If you could show me where in the plan or what memo there was that says in a concise format. Well, it's going to be in the red Where line because because what city councils asked for based on the feedback was to articulate the overarching goal of maintaining the level of service, elevating front and center. Lynn and Mary, you paid closer attention last night than I probably did, but um, it feels to me that they they heard us in the messages that we sent last time and that they built that into their comments. The only thing that might need to be elevated a little more is um, to accelerate Forbes Lake. And I'd be very supportive of that because that would increase the level of service sooner rather than later. Yeah, another thing they talked about, I think it was council member Pascal was to acquire more land right away. Right. Got that on my list too. Right. So, so, but what I'm, my impression, what I've seen, um, I've seen the kind of top level things that have to do with a number of um, I don't know, overarching goals. What I wanted to do was to try and come up with um, the bullet list of what might fit into a new financing that we're going to do that would be supported by, uh, that would be sustainably supported by operations, right? Those are the things that I was trying to um, bring to the fore. And I think that many of them will be well well accepted and they might appreciate having um, this board's uh, endorsement of many things that I think we agree upon with what the council priorities are. But what I, would, what I was hoping for is that, um, <laughs> that the rest of the group might have similar feeling or if not, then that's okay. I, I did my duty to bring it up and to try and you know, clarify what I think is, what I think are the key, key things that need to be done for the city. And it's okay if we don't do it. I, you know, I wanted to raise the issue. I wanted to talk about because I don't think we do that enough. Actually, we, we, you know, we listen, which is most of our duties to try and absorb the knowledge. But at some point, we have to offer. I think, you know, what, what is the um, the opinion of the group? And I think that most of the things I have in there are pretty non-controversial, and that will be well supported. And that clearly, based on what we've heard from this source and other sources, um, are needed, and and to make those um, the top things. Like you notice, they didn't put anything specific about a particular sport, despite all we heard about pickleball and so forth. It wasn't about that. It was about a major capital spending project to make sure that we have the capacity for what's happening to our city. And maybe there's other projects that are on there that that other park board members think should be elevated. And to talk through it while we have a chance with experts on the, on the call. If you don't wanna go through that, I did, you know, I, I try to do what I thought was um, right for our purpose and for the city.
I guess for me, Rashawn, I guess what would help me is understand when you say elevated, what does that mean? Because as I look through your list and the same thing we were trying to do earlier, um, they are all those items are addressed in the pros plan. Your your first item of uh, neighborhood park land acquisition needs to be one of our top spending priorities on the capital improvement list. It is our highest funded park project right now is neighborhood land capital acquisition. Mm-hmm. The aquatic center we know is was is there. So like when you say elevate, what what does oh, that mean to you? So okay, yeah. What I'm thinking about there, John. Thanks for um, bringing that up. So. I was thinking maybe like um, a resolution of the park board that's, you know, recognizing the work that's been done and, um, you know, cites the inputs to it and makes the particular recommendation to the city council. Right. And I don't think there's anything, I, I, there's nothing that's, that's in the mail that is about uh, revising it. Right. It's to give them the concise recommendation based on a voluminous um, otherwise, we could just hand it over and say, you know, you can read it and you can see what the top recommendations are. We don't, I, th- I thought the idea was that the park board had to make, you know, a recommendation, an actual one. And so that was my attempt at starting the discussion about it. I don't know that there's any dispute about, um, there's no dispute really about what's, whether it's in the list or not. It, it's all in the park plan, in the pros plan. It's, it's a sense of prioritization, right? Protect what we have, build these things that are essential for our capacity and that we know that there's support for in the survey and research from city staff, right? We're taking all that into account. We're packaging up for them and doing hopefully a service for them to give them the idea that, you know, they're, they're covered all around, right? They got the consultants, they got the staff and if they care about it, the park board recommendation. Mm-hmm. Mary? Um, I, th- I think this is another definition term. I think what help might help us or help everyone is what, um, what do you think it means to prioritize and what does that look like? Well, it, um, it's, it's exactly the points I laid out in terms of prioritization. So what does it mean to, to prioritize? Does it mean- It means that the park board is, 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 is reaching a consensus to make a recommendation based on all this research to recommend to the city council. We think these should be your, your top priorities. I mean, is there- Are those, are those top priorities different than the seven goals that are in the, the pros plan oh, well, now? Well, John, there may be those goals, but does it say that this is your top goal and then your top goal is the next one in the plan? Yeah. This is my, my reading of it is it does not do that. But that's what the council's asking to come back with, a one to three and a three to five. <laughs> this is our opportunity to have influence on that. So again, I, I go back to, I've given my, do you I've have a recommended priority order? Right. Like you, you presented your recommended priority order of things. You can, uh, can change it around, you know, whatever. Uh, it was but just that a, will come it. when they get the final draft of the pros plan. These, that will, these, mm-hmm. that's when you make the recommendation, right? Or if you want to add some language into the pros plan, now is our chance, is what I 
Is am I incorrect about that? Now I feel like now is the chance for us to 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 do something to put our community voice into this process. So then we have to try as best as we can without making the parks um, staff people work too hard to to change those recommendations in the pros plan plan to highlight what you're yes to highlight what you're talking about. I think. No, I'm not asking because can... that there this plan is changing, and so they, they won't. City council's not going to get it for a couple of months after the changes that they've requested have been made, and then you can make your we can make our priorities prioritized recommendations to them. Yes, we approve of the new version of the plan. And here are, are the park boards agreed upon recommendations for what should be prioritized. Maybe I'm totally no. lost, but somebody please tell me if I am or not. John Erlin, um, the list that, that was presented just a moment ago that was the result of last night's meeting. There is, I, I didn't see anything in there that was a whole new section. It was about ancillary stuff that's in the plan. Is that wrong? They asked you to do a red line against certain other things, right? To clarify, there was no new research requested in my view, right? I see some staff shaking their head, yes. Yeah. Um, Meaning they agree with what I said or? or? They did ask for some some further research on a few areas, but yeah, it's a research on a few areas. It's not a, a, a revision of what's in the the overall priorities. They agreed with all of that, right? It's a big amorphous plan. The idea is to help them to say, from a community perspective, what would be most important. I would like to acknowledge Amy has her hand up. I think maybe a question I have is the boundary line of the pros plan and then how we're looking at next steps of implementation of the pros plan. Because what I was hearing before is like the pros plan is the documentation of the compilation of all the feedback and the data analysis of that, which then serves as the basis for execution. And then that included that deeper financial analysis, and then the entire team that would come together to put together prioritization based upon the financial analysis, based upon all of the data that was in the pros plan. So I think maybe just a question for clarification is, so when we're talking about doing kind of additional prioritization, that's all going to be sort of revisited again, right, as kind of the next phase. So I absolutely like I, I can definitely see some benefits in providing more clarity within the pros plan of more of that executive summary, right? But to me, like the data is in there. And I guess my question is, where do we need prioritization at this stage? Is that the intent of the pros plan to kind of get us to a further stage gate of knowing exactly? what is gonna be executed or is that like a whole next phase? Like, are we jumping the gun a little bit by trying to put too much like, you know, boundaries or gates on what the priorities are? Well, you know, if I could, um, I understood that direction to be um, to the consultants and the staff. I, first of all, I'm gonna pause. And I'm gonna see if there's an answer to Amy's question first by staff before we 
move forward respectfully. Is there is there any um, feedback that staff could provide on the question that Amy had asked? Mary? Um, I, th I think what's, what is uh, a process that was missing this particular year, and it is because of the pros plan as well as the ballot measure, is that each, uh, every two years we do the CIP process and we put all our projects, that $327 million list, and we run it through a prioritization worksheet. And we, we, we do that as staff. We then share it with the park board. We get their concurrence on that. And then we develop the six-year plan, the six-year CIP and funding that we want to request from that. This particular year, you didn't have that opportunity. And I think that, that um, and the re again, that reason for that is because of the pros plan was in process and, um, and we, we needed to have that done as well as what, what you'll see in the, in the uh, coming proposed six year CIP is not a lot of new projects. Um, we're basically attacking infrastructure because um, like repairing Marina Park. And the reason we're doing that is we wanna make sure that we're taking care of our foundation first right now. And then the next step is going to be uh, the next um, funding, if you will, will be the CIP process as also the ballot measure. And that is again, where that prioritization of the, the remaining list is going to be, um, uh, work through the community engagement process. Okay, so so my understanding was from the council's request, if they weren't requesting anything from the park board. They were requesting the staff and the consultants to do some more work, okay? There's nothing that's really a major change in the product so far. It's more clarifications and ancillary work, right? My point was that this group has not had a very, I mean, we've listened to the all these different things. We've never had a chance to come to some sort of uh, recommendation or consensus about what we think, which is the role of the group. And that I'm not, I don't want to have to rehash it too much because I think I don't want to repeat myself. I mean, because I know it's probably tiresome to you, but this is what I'm trying to uh, propose to you. My fellow board members. That's, that's, that's all I'm trying to say. And if you don't want to do it that way, I, you know what, that's okay. I, I, I had to raise the issue. I do want to pause really quick. Mary, Mike, you did have your hand up. I want to just make sure that you didn't have a question or comment before we continue. I wanted to make a quick comment. Um, Last night we heard council, every, every council member talk about, hey, I have reviewed the, the pros plan and here's what's kind of important to me. Here's what, here's what I'd like to see out of this plan. And I, and I use that as an analogy to talk about the park board. What's important to the park board? We've reviewed the, the 600 pages of this doc. What's important to us? And we can 
put together put together a, a top 10 or top 12 or whatever it is. These are the kind of, we've read the document. These are important things to, to this, this park board group. And, and it's just advisory. It's not, it's not gonna change the document. It is not gonna change the BAT process. It's not gonna change the PFEC process. It's just an advisory comment from the park board. And that's, that's, uh, that's my summary. Well, and on behalf of the community, that's our, I mean, nominally at least, that's our role. Mary, you had your hand up. Did you have anything you want? No, okay. So doing a time check and doing a check-in, was there any, oh, Mary, there you go, you found it. Sorry about that. Um, I just, uh, again, hearing what we're hearing, um, I, I think it might be time to consider calling the question of, do you, do you wanna vote on whether you wanna go through this exercise or not? Um, and, and I think then from that, it can, you can figure out a way to make better use of the remaining time for our, for our meeting. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you want me to make a motion? Not yet. Or just abandon it? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I would like to implement, I mean, we've, we've heard Rashawn's top five and we, we've spent a lot of time talking about um, the points that he has put forth. I want to make sure that everyone um, has opportunity to also highlight their top five. I don't want to just adopt because it was very well laid out and very well written and very um, uh, put out that, that that's something that do we all want to provide um, our top five? Um, do we want to also raise up priorities? I'm happy to, I'm always happy to share my, my thoughts on behalf of the community and what um, are the priorities that I think need to be put forward. Thank you, are, Tammy. Are Crystal, we, you were gonna sorry. Say yeah, are we no, voting on, <laughs> are we voting on having priorities or voting on Roshan's priorities? That's. I would say we're going to first decide, do we as a park board want to submit priorities? And then if we do, um, then we collectively collect those priorities, um, but not necessarily um, automatically resort to the five, the current five that was, that has only been put forward. But I'm also open to Feedback. First feedback, do we want to, as a board, push forward or present priorities as a group? Any discussion points before we vote for that? Okay. 
who would like to collect? Uh, Mary? Uh, Sarah, Chad, um, you'll need to have, have someone make a motion. Okay. So that's what I was offering earlier, was to say that this board should take into account all of the processes and expert opinions and knowledge of our communities to make a prioritization, a succinct prioritization of what we think is uh, advisable and feasible and sustainable. So I'm making that motion. I second that, that motion. Moved and seconded. You have a motion and a second, so you can vote. Yeah, at this point, you um, move for discussion, actually. So you would have a, a motion, a second, call for discussion, hearing none. If there were no discussion, you would then go to the vote. Call for discussion. I've already made my points. Tammy, Can I know? ask one little question? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that the whole idea of evaluating and submitting the pros plan is that the pros plan is our priorities and recommendations. Like, is it redundant? Are we just trying to, to, so, I'm just uh, let me see if I can let me see if I can try once again. That product was the development of consultants and city staff. Now, I've been weighing in for the last. I think okay. for the discussion portion, we will follow Robert's rules. If you have a discussion, please raise your hand. Roshan, go ahead and finish your statement, and then we'll move on to another person. Um, it's not that I discount what the experts have done in any way, and we certainly have been informed about it. I personally do not feel like I had a big impact on helping to form any of those things. And now the time, the nexus between the community and the city council, that's why this board exists. I feel like that's why we have to um, take all these things into account and do our duty and make a recommendation if we can. If we can't or there's no consensus, then we don't. But my recommendation is that we do do that because that will have potentially a positive impact on the things that we're trying to achieve. Board member Brasini. I think my view on it is that it's the, I'm in alignment that the pros plan does represent those priorities and the community feedback and that, and I'm new to this, right? But that the board's role in this would be to ensure that we are aligned with the approach that it's been taking, which my understanding is we've been giving feedback along the way with the development of the pros plan. So with the approach that it's taking um, and that by providing additional priorities, I don't see how that directly impacts or provides feedback to the next stage beyond what is already within it. So I do feel that it's a little bit redundant at this point. Um, so I think it might just be a difference of opinion of the role of the board in the pros plan process and how that's, you know, how we are communicating from the community to the council. Is it by providing feedback on the overall approach or is it on 
synthesizing the information that's generated within it to create some type of summary and say, yes, this is a confirmation that we are in alignment with the material within in a way that is more digestible. Thank you. Before we go to a second round, anyone else have comment or question in this discussion period? Uh, my discussion I would put forth is um, similar that um, there are certainly topics that I would love to advocate further for. I would love to put an exclamation behind or double underline in red ink. Um, but those things are already in, in the pros plan. Um, further, we have had opportunities to give feedback along the way. And during the presentation that Mary gave last night, there was a slide of the priorities that the park board has already put forth. So I feel like that has been articulated, that has been shared. I personally don't see there is nothing more that I would want to advocate or prioritize that isn't already um, within the, the pros plan. Um, so I, I also do feel like it at this point, it's redundant. Absolutely, I wanna advocate. I'm like this, this, and this, and it would, I, it would just be a repeat of what has already been shared. And I don't know if it would necessarily impact um, anything in the outcome. Any other comments or discussion? Rashawn, I see you took down your hand. I just want to confirm you don't have any second discussion. Nope. Okay. No further discussions. I open the floor to, Heather, you can help me out on some language. I open to, should we do uh, an individual roll call? You can do individual roll call, or we can also do raise your virtual hand okay, let's for the eyes and then the nays, and I can record that in the minutes. Uh, we'll list um, everyone's names Thank for you. their vote. And I can repeat it back if you'd like me yeah. to as well. If you, could if you could repeat that motion. I had the board um, board member Roshan Parikh moved to make a succinct prioritization of what is advisable and feasible for the pros plan um, items. You can help me out here if you want me to clean it up a little, yeah. little bit, or I can go back to the recording. Right. Well, I, I, what I what I moved was that the Kirkland Park Board um, make a prioritization recommendation based on the items that are in the pros plan to the city council. Motion to make a prioritization recommendation based on the items in the pros plan to city council. All those in favor say, raise your hand, please. Okay, any opposed, please raise your hand. 
And any abstain? Please raise your hand. I'll need the nose recorded again. Everyone went too quickly for me to capture all the Sorry. names. So I had Roshan Parikh and Mike Holland for yes votes. And then if the nose could raise their hand. All right, I have uh, captured the no votes. Um, no votes are Chair Amanda Judd, Board Member Amy Ambrosini, Board Member Tessa Hansen, Board Member Crystal Thimpson, and Board Member Tammy Cohen. So Thank the you. vote is two yes, five no. And I believe and then if there were any that would abstain, raise your hand. All right, I think we have everyone. The motion does not pass. With that, I believe our discussion period is done. Yeah, unless Parkwood has any other feedback on the pros plan that, that we can incorporate. Um, but I think we've had a lot of robust conversation about that at this point. Mm -hmm. So, and there will be more. I'm seeing no hands raised. Okay. Thank you, John. Thank you. Uh, board for a good discussion period. I'm going to move us on to the next item of our agenda, which is communications. I did not see any, uh, any communications within our board packet. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I did not see any correspondence within our board packet. Um, our department monthly report was included in our board packet. Any questions or comments presented? For we actually the haven't posted, we haven't posted the May report yet. We just finalized it, I think today. Um, so it will likely get posted tomorrow or Friday and we'll get an email out to you guys. Thank you. It's, this is one of those perfect months where it's the shortest period before park board. <laughs> We've been a little busy this month. Yeah, just being the eighth. That second Wednesday. Yeah. Not much shorter, so. Any staff updates or information? I do have one. Um, typically in the summer, what we do is we use our July meeting for uh, park tours to get out of City Hall. Uh, we haven't had any in-person meetings in a while. Um, 
So this would actually be our first opportunity to have an in-person meeting. Um, and what we do is we'll, we'll tour around a few parks. Um, the plan as of right now would be that we would go to Brink Park and 132nd Square Park. So you get a um, mid-construction uh, chance to check out 132nd. Brink is almost done and will probably be done by then, um, but it'll still be a good opportunity for you all to see all the, the changes um, Mary and Jason can kind of highlight and point out the, the difference, differences there. Um, we, we typically provide dinner for that, so we'll be shooting some emails out um, and requesting um, you know, place your order for some food and use some sort of box lunch or dinner. And I'll leave that up to Heather um, to identify some options for us. Um, one question I've got for the board is we can do it earlier or we can keep it at 7 p.m. Um, it's really up to you guys. Um, what we do is we've got a big mini bus, it's a 15, 13, 12 passenger, it fits everybody. Um, a mini bus that we can load into um, and our uh, stead or our faithful chauffeur of Jason drives us around um, and gets us safely around town um, driving that. I will not be at that meeting. I'm actually on vacation. Um, so I'll be missing those tours. Um, but I wanted to just check in to see if everyone, if you guys want to start earlier, perhaps six, or if you want to keep it at seven, um, it's really up to, to you all. So I think you know, last year we work? moved it to six, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Six works for me. It's Head nods for six. The six not work. Okay. So no, we'll play. That's the thirteenth. That? Yes, for Sean, that's the thirteenth. I won't be on there. Sorry. Oh, oh are you going to be out of town? Yes. Oh, rats. Yeah. We could. We'll um, We could zoom you in. Like, <laughs> I can wear a GoPro on my head if you want. <laughs> I don't really want to put you out. <laughs> So we will have that. That'll technically be considered a special meeting because um, we're moving the time, and we don't have we won't do items for the audience and all the rest of that stuff. Uh, but I'll I'll be in communication with you all over the next few weeks to get that uh, ready to roll um, for July. I think Sarah, or, yeah, Sarah had something she wanted to provide an update on. Yeah, I would love to give an update on programs that we're offering this summer in a mobile recreation program. So we received a grant from the Association of Washington Cities um, early this year to pilot two new outdoor recreation programs. And both of these are really designed to get kids in outdoor recreation who maybe historically have been underserved or hasn't, haven't had as many access um, opportunities to access outdoors. Um, and then they're also really geared towards um, supporting mental, mental and physical health of young people, especially coming out of the pandemic and COVID and um, uh, kind of distanced learning and things like that. Um, so the, the first of the two outdoor rec programs is an outdoor hikes and adventure uh, program for teens that includes hikes, but also river floating, outdoor yoga, kayaking, paddle boarding. Um, our team has 17 trips planned for over the summer for young people ages 11 to 19. They're all free, transportation is provided. Um, we've done uh, targeted outreach efforts with Reggie, our youth services coordinator, and that's yielded 70 six registrations for that, which we're really excited about. Um, there's more space available. It's going to be opening up to kind of the general public. Um, I think today it opened up. 
And then the second outdoor rec program that we're piloting this summer is a mobile recreation program um, for elementary and middle school students. And the idea again is to you know, bring recreation directly into the community. Um, so we've done targeted route outreach for this as well. It's going to be starting July 24th. Um, so it'll uh, each, each week, each Friday this summer, um, our mobile recreation van is going to visit a different neighborhood um, in Kirkland and it'll be free games and activities uh, for kids to participate in. And for both of these, we're, we're really focusing on reducing barriers. So cost, transportation, we're providing lunches, um, all that stuff really wanna make these available to as many people as possible. Um, we're also working with Reggie and Human Services to hire some high school student interns to help both of these programs. Um, we actually had to close the posting down because we had so many people who applied. So um, looking forward to creating some learning opportunities for them around leadership development and group facilitation and, um, and other things that they're interested in learning about. And then the last kind of teen program that I wanted to highlight is we're offering some free teen nights this summer. The first one is next Friday, June 17th at the Peter Kirk Community Center. We're going to be showing a movie and doing kind of an ice cream social. So I'll email some flyers out to you all, but would love if you could share within your networks and any young people in your life who may be interested in um, some of these opportunities. Mary has an update as well. Here, Judd. Yes, Mary. I had a little bit of an update, something that has nothing to do with the pros plan. Hey, I woke you guys up. All right, I wanted to give you- Is it about your cat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's not about my new kitten. Oh. I um, just wanted to give you an update on the two capital projects that are under construction. That's uh, David Brink Park and 132nd. Uh, David Brink, um, as uh, you may be aware, we encountered some, some design issues at the site and we've had to make some corrections. So the construction has been a little bit delayed, uh, but hopefully the work will be completed by the end of June. Um, so uh, any kind of ribbon cutting won't be happening until July sometime. So, but it's getting resolved and, and soon, uh, you'll see it actually on the, on the tour next month. And then 132nd is cruising along. Uh, again, that's, that's on schedule and um, hoping that that is going to open in September or early October. We're, we're just saying fall right now because there's still some, some sequencing issues happening at the, at the, at the site. So, and um, I think that's it. I just wanted to, also, uh, just acknowledge the park board and all the work that you've done to help support the pros plan over the last year. It's meant a lot to staff. And I know it's been a, a big process to uh, follow along and, and contribute to. So just know that um, we appreciate that. And it's been really helpful. Roshan, you have a question for Mary? Yeah, hey, Mary. <laughs> David E. Brink Park. Um, I was wondering about what the status of use abatement is because the place is no idea what's covered. going on. I'm turning that to Jason. <laughs> it's absolutely covered. I thought, oh my God, you can't use it the way it is today. And there'll be a late closure when they spray it all off for a while. Yeah. We've actually haven't done much hazing at that location because it's not open. So it's a little bit of a strategy just to let them do what they want to do there. But we have had some hazing going on at 
Houghton and at Juanita because when they get set up in there, this time they start to molt, which means they mm-hmm. lose their feathers and they can't fly. Yeah. So we try to kind of haze them just to go someplace else while they're doing that little special thing because when they don't fly, it's tough on us. And that's, yeah. that's and they, the, they one of the quickest things. Back over and over. Well, it's one of the quickest things that's closed the beaches down because of the fecal, right? So yeah. it's uh, it can be pretty tough. But we do partner with USDA Wildlife Services along with a lot of other agencies in the region. And uh, they do lots of things like out of the eggs and and do things to try to mitigate and lessen the local population. Um, and in the worst case scenario, they 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 do they do come and do roundups, but that's really rare. It's mostly just um, monitoring and trying to haze them to other locations. So but. we had we had a roundup at Waverly Beach Park uh, quite a number of years ago because the dogs would come by, right? The organized dogs to try and scare them off. They yeah, come right back. they're aggressive yeah. and they're smart both. And they poop a lot. They do. And we have lots of wonderful grass for them to eat. So part of the designs of like Juanita Beach was to help mitigate some of that. That's what that promenade and that vegetation, those different things was about, was not having that grass just right there available for them just to come on in and dine. So, um, but it's, it's tough. They can be, I wish they would be just up in Canada and Alaska and the Northwest Territories where they where they should be. That's their place, right? Like, when they want to stay here, why would you want to stay in the Puget Sound during the summertime? Go north where it's so much cooler. They were brought um, here on purpose. The yeah. history of the they they the Canada geese were brought to the region, and they just kind of like kinda, the blackberry. Kind of, kind of not. Th- those that generation is gone. I, I think they just stay because it's easier for them. They don't have to fly so far, and they're kind of lazy. Those lazy kids. <laughs> yeah. A good, like good question. There's a good, good question, Rashawn. But we actually have not been hazed. We actually have these little lasers that mm-hmm. staff has that try to make it uncomfortable. Sometimes we'll even put up stencil or different things along the waterfront steps to try to make it uncomfortable for them. Um, but when they molt, uh, and especially when they have their young, it's, and it's right about now, it's usually between the middle of June through the 4th of July, they'll molt and they can't fly. So they're just kind of where they're at, where they're at, where, wherever they can swim. Um, and, it, and it can be pretty tough. I have one small story to tell you. Um, there was a super fun cleanup site on the Duwamish River and they removed all of this sediment, contaminated sediment and, and did a beautiful beach down there by one of the large airplane manufacturers and the geese were recontaminating the sediment oh. because they would come <laughs> and poop oh, on no. the, yeah. So it's a problem everywhere. Yeah, they they move around. They're wild bird. They they come and go where they want. You know. Any other staff updates? Oh, all right. Next, park board member reports. Any park board members have report updates? Tessa. Um, not, not a report, I guess, but, um, the third phase of the Google park is opening the same day as our next park board meeting on June or July 13th. If anybody wants to come, um, welcome the new park, um, on the trail. So it starts at five, just FYI. July 13th at five at the fair at 10. Yep. Spur. Thank you. Um, not a lot's happened in the last two weeks since we've met, but I so excited. I finally 
signed up for a recreational class that I've been wanting to take forever this summer, watercoloring. Finally made it work, choosing to make it work, but I just wanted to, I don't know, share my excitement. So uh, last item is comments from the chair. Not much to add. I just want to sincerely thank every single one of you um, for your um, investment in our parks and recreational um, program and in the park board reading lengthy packets and coming to lengthy meetings, um, but being engaged in um, both in the process and with one another. And thank you sincerely, each one of you. I, I, I genuinely enjoy spending a few hours a month with you. And I, I'm, I'm appreciative of everything that each one of you brings. So thank you. Um, with that, um, I will adjourn this meeting. Thanks, everybody.